Well, hey there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Birds at Bush. How you all doing this evening? My name is Josh Edwards, and with me is Jordan Maroney. How are you, Jordan? I'm doing well. How about yourself, good sir? Oh, you know, just uh, another day, another dollar. It's hump day. You know, two days left in the work week, ready to rock and roll and get to the weekend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did you get a lot of uh, get a lot of snow like we did? Um. So the area I lived in, we got like two and a half, three inches, but the area southeast of us got up to nine inches and got hit pretty heavy. So I was yeah. pretty thrilled that I was able to drive to work today. Yeah, I had to work from home today. I'm not a huge fan of doing that, but I had to. But yeah, it happens. At least you're still getting yeah. paid. <laughs> what was that? At least you're still getting paid. Oh, I know. I know. It was a good day. It was a good day. I got paid. I got paid to stay at home and work, but eh, same time was a huge. I don't like doing that. <laughs> well, nobody does. I mean, when the whole COVID situation began, they locked us down, and I couldn't work from home because my job was, uh, you know, in retail optical. So can't see patients, can't work. So it was horrible for right. me. Uh, Absolutely. I had plenty of friends though who worked office jobs who got to work remote, and they loved it. You know, as long as they got oh, their work no. done by the end of the day, they were good to go. Um, my, my thing is separating my home and from work. So I like to not be like, oh, I have to go to work at home. So this is my, my thought process. I can completely understand that. That would make it tough. So um, I guess we really should get into the big news that announced yesterday. Scott Rowland finally makes it into the uh, Hall of Fame. Hallelujah. Uh, about time, you know, there's been a lot of complaints, though, online. I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter, Facebook, and all of the social media feeds saying, no, oh, he's not Hall of Fame worthy. What about Andrew Jones? What about this guy, that guy, and the other? And um, I was listening to 101 today, and they had a pretty good breakdown. Ryan Ludwig was on, and we're going to get to that in a second. But he kind of explained how he views it. Um, and then I'm going to want to get your opinion on that because I'm sure you didn't get to hear it. But he was uh, the first person – or the, the first person with the lowest percentage of initial votes, which was right over 10% to get in the threshold. He got 76.3%, I believe it was. And he's he's in. He, he's in, and uh, he's really the only guy who got elected to go in this year. Uh, there was There's one other person going in. Can't get the name off the top of my head because – McGriff. This is the card. Fred. There you go. Fred McGriff. That's what it was. Um, so well congratulations to Scott Rowland. Helped us win a World Series. Uh, fantastic player throughout his entire career. Uh, started his career in Philadelphia, came over to St. Louis, uh, went to Toronto for a little bit, and then ended up in Cincinnati, I think was uh, his. Let's check that real quick. I think was his uh, track. But, he, was in, he was in Toronto? I think he was in Toronto. I could be wrong. I could be. Because Scott Rowland was a long time ago, and we've had a lot of the players since then, and Although I love Scott Rowland because he was an Indiana boy and followed him, I, I don't remember his entire career path. So, not going to lie about that one. He was in Toronto for Are a you, There you go. I thought, I thought he was there for a short time. Uh, one of the best defensive third basemen of all time. Uh, had one of the better bats. Carried like a 281 average overall. Um, so, his metrics necessarily weren't the big determining factor for him getting into the Hall of Fame, which is what a lot of people – are complaining about. Um, but when you go and you talk to all the teammates he had at all the different teams, he was a leader. He was a voice in, in the clubhouse. He was a voice on the field. And he was kind of one of those old school mentality guys. Um, 
I listened to a story today where if you got hit by a pitch and you whined about it or shrugged about it or grinned or rubbed it out, he'd yell at you from the bench to knock that off because he didn't like weakness. Um, so that's a true story. I think that's a Matt Carpenter story or a Chris Carpenter story. Uh, check it out. I'm sure there's a YouTube video on it. But I think that's kind of cool. I, I, I like Scott Rowland. Like I said, he was great. Helped us get to the World Series. He was uh, he was like the fourth man of our MV3 back in the day uh, when we got that World Series. So I'm super thrilled for him. Uh, how do you feel about it? Um, at, at first, I was uh, at first I was happy. I was happy. I was. Ha- I'm happy about it. I think he's it's well deserved. Um, do you know by the top of your head if he's going to be going in as a as a Phil or a Cardinal? Hasn't been heard yet. I know that the uh, MLB gets to decide that, and they make their oh, decision. MLB gets to decide that. <clears throat> so they make their decision, and then they present it to the player. If the player has a problem with it, they can appeal. Um, I okay. think it only makes sense for him to go as a Cardinal because that's where he got his World Series. But I mean, he did have some great years with the Phillies. But but the thing is, when he was a uh, a cardinal, um, he he was an all star for four straight years from two thousand three to two thousand six, and he was only an all star once in uh, Philadelphia. So overall, his career was better in St. Louis. Heck, he even had two all star appearances when he was a Red. Um and. I didn't. I don't know if he does hate the hate the Phillies or not, but <laughs> we'll just go with it. But hey, I mean, uh, but no. What was in? No, I, I I I didn't know that either. I'm just taking that from our deep insider Logan Stone. Oh, I know, um, I know, I know. He has everything. a dislike for the Phillies. I know he did. He wanted out of Philadelphia. He took like forty million dollars less on my contract to come to St. Louis. I know that much. <laughs> Um, so I know he didn't want to stay in Philadelphia long term. I, I think it was sixty million because I think they offered him a hundred fifty million dollar contract, and he ended up signing a ninety million dollar contract to come to St. Louis. But but then also, what people need to understand is that he is more. He's not just a defense, uh, not a uh, offensive juggernaut as a third baseman. He also had that glove too. He has the fourth most gold gloves in uh, as a third baseman. Uh, position behind our boy Nolan Arenado. Uh, mm-hmm. When it comes when it comes down to uh, him defensively, he 100 deserved it. Um, however, when it comes down to the list, there's there's some solid people that were that were uh, missed out on opportunity this year, and you can easily make ar- arguments that they are better. In fact, uh, better than Scott Rowland themselves, though. Statistically, so, yeah. Statistically, yes. But um, was it his final? Was it his final year? It was his sixth year on the ballot. So he had two more years. I think he had two more years. They change all those rules all the time. I don't follow it enough, um, because I think it's been a little bit watered down with some of the guys who've gotten in in the past. And some people are saying it got watered down with Roland getting in, but that's neither here nor there. He's there. That's all there is to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's got. He, I think he had a couple more opportunities. Got it. Uh, one one person I will say. Uh, well, well, let's 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 talk about let's talk about uh, Roland uh, before we get into that because that that'll be a good uh, conversation piece. But um, but when it comes down to Scott Roland, what did you like more about uh, most about him as a player? 
I think he was the first third baseman. Now, okay, so when he was with the Cardinals, I was in my early teens. So he was the first third baseman. I really can remember playing great defense, having a great bat. Um, but it was that defense. It was that arm. It was his range of motion defensively, left to right, making lateral movements, getting balls, and then and getting them across the diamond and throwing guys at it first. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that until Nolan Arenado. And that that was probably my favorite part about watching watching Roland when I was younger. I mean, he had the big bat too. I mean, you never knew right. if he was going to oh. knock it out of the park or not. Oh, right, right, right. Well, the he does he does have low uh, home run numbers when it comes down to overall career wise. However, when it comes down to right. him, uh, like as a contact hitter. He was a good middle of the order kind of guy, if I remember correctly, because I was I was young when he was uh, when he was a cardinal. Um, I, I remember him briefly. I'm not gonna age anybody, but uh, uh, he he was. Uh, I remember watching him with my dad, and it was him and Pujols and Edmonds who I was trying to mimic uh, the most when it came down to uh, acting like uh, them playing little league and so um most i remember from him is that defense though his defense was was incredible it was it was a surefire defense oh yeah he was money did he get traded in 2002 rolling to the cardinals yeah rolling yeah i thought he was a free agent oh Oh shoot! I thought he was a free agent pickup. I think it was like a trade and trade and sign kind of ordeal. Like I said, I was I was a teenager. I, I don't remember the exact transaction. Um, I just rushed up on the number, <laughs> the ninety <Right>. million. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he also has a rookie of the year. So what? Yeah, he was. For the um, he was rookie of the year. Um, is there anything else you would like to add with him? I mean, just again, congratulations to to him, and oh, um, I hope he gets absolutely. to go in as a Cardinal, and we get to see the uh, St. Louis ball cap on him in the Hall of Fame forever for everybody to see. That's one more to add to our tally 100%. of Hall of Famers. Damn it. <laughs> he lost his hearing. There we go. Thank you. I can hear you. Sorry, I have you technical uh, – can you speak real quick? Yeah, I'm good. I, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you, but you can't read. So why Jordan's having a few technical difficulties. Um, you know, <clears throat> the Cardinals are looking at our next Hall of Fame third baseman right now. We're going to watch him play, and that's Nolan Arenado. And <clears throat> I don't see how Nolan Arenado in the long term doesn't get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, like Jordan mentioned – Arnado has more gold gloves. Uh, he's a better hitter overall. He's a passionate, fiery leader. I mean, Nolan Arnado, we're going to watch a Hall of Famer in the making come in right before our eyes. Jordan, are you back with us? Yes, I am. All yes, right, I am. My headset disconnected. Awesome. Just want to make sure. What were we talking about, Nolan? Oh, I was just saying that we're going to watch a, a future Hall of Famer right in front of us now. Something that you and I will be able to recollect better than probably watching Scott Rowland play have, back in the absolutely. day. Absolutely. 
he can retire right now if, and he was he would make it. Yeah, he's a lock. He's an absolute Without lock. A question. And, in five to seven years, he'll retire, and then five years after that, we'll probably see him get in. I, I think he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He won't have to wait like Scott Rowland did. Well, a, a small part of me is quite surprised that he did actually make it, though. Oh, me too. Me too, with as tough as it is to get in. <sighs> I say that. Uh, with the way the voting's been, yeah, I was a little surprised. Because he, he doesn't have those premium key statistics. He doesn't. That they want a lot of the times, but I mean, they got him in. I mean, he got in. Took him a long time, but and, he got in. And and also, Nolan it needs one more home run for three hundred. If you didn't know that. Oh, I did. One more home one run. More. One more. So he needs four hundred and one more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not getting seven hundred. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Not unless he just. No. Goes fifty back to back to back to back to back and plays till he's forty one. <laughs> I truthfully I truthfully don't think anybody's gonna get seven hundred again. Judge oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. And the thing is, the crazy thing about it. Now ah oh, shoot, what was the night? He had to hit like fifty plus home runs for eight straight seasons in order to be on pace for seven hundred. If he wasn't such a good possible, defensive but... player, if he wasn't so good at defense and wasn't going to be playing defense for the next five to seven years and they turned him into strictly a hitter, he could probably hit for the next 10. And I could probably see him hitting 40 a year and make it work. Okay. Because if he didn't have to focus and he didn't work on defense, can you imagine the tenacity that he carries when he works on his defensive prowess? If he took that and put that all into hitting nonstop all the time, are you telling me Nolan Arenado couldn't hit 50 home runs a year for the next 10 years? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Well, the dude would not have to separate him at all. Strictly swinging a bat. I, I mean, I mean, that'd be that'd be a great sight to see, and I can. Uh, and I honestly think it would it would work 100. percent I think he'd be able to do it. Um, my my only my only thing is is like I'd rather have that good amazing unstoppable defense over uh having the uh amazing bat that's just me personally and also his defense is so much fun to oh, watch i agree you don't get excited for defensive plays anymore because it's all an offensive game now and you think it's all offensive and nobody's going to be close to getting seven home seven home eh, 700 home runs again pools is going to be the last person to do it for a long time um, and he never broke Jordan 50 home runs in a season. Jordan Walker, well, baby. <laughs> Jordan freaking Walker. That man, that man's about to put up a, a 50 burger. I'm joking. I'm not going to make that, that. that. I'm not putting that bad in, but I think he'll hit like high 20s, low 30s. I'd take that in his first year. I'd take 25 as rookie season. And, and I think we can both agree, uh, rookie of the year. Oh yeah, that's 100%. the hope, man. As long as he stays healthy. Well, okay. Um, speaking speaking of prospects, um, there's there's some. Na- Did we discuss the last time about the names that were left off? Yes, we did. Okay, I just randomly Mason thought about Moises Gomez. Yeah, we talked about those guys. 
The, the Mason dog. Mason wins on it on the roster, but Moises Gomez is not. Yeah, Mo- did Win make it too? I thought Win got left it. off. Gomez got left off. Who else was the Gr- other one that was a in it. Walker's in it, and then Tink Hintz got this, left off. Uh, this this sounds horrible on my behalf. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure who else. <laughs> but too long list. Two weeks ago. I mean, come on. Can't remember everything <laughs> all the time. Um, uh, real quick, when it came, comes down to the Hall of Fame uh, ballot, which one, which snub stands out to you the most that you feel Andrew like Jones. probably? All right, <laughs> Andrew Jones. I I hundred percent agree. Andrew Jones or Todd Helton? I'd say Andrew Jones over Todd Helton. Tell Todd. Oh, Helton I would say, I would say so too. But Andrew Jones so too. definitely is the one that snubbed the most. In oh, my 100%. Opinion. Oh, no. Andrew Andrew Jones was a freaking dog. And he, he had he had it all, too. He was defensive, and he was also uh, offensive as well. Oh, yeah. And then came in, in in the league. Huh? He was a beast. Oh, Man. 100%. Andrew Jones, Chipper Jones. That Braves roster was... Sick. Man, Brian well, Jordan was over there for a little bit. But the crazy thing is, who do you think I've watched? Never won an MVP in his pick? career. What was that? Because he was up against so much great talent during his time. Right, right. Well, his own teammate <laughs> is a dog too. <laughs> The greatest switch hitter of all time, ridiculous. minus Mickey Mel- uh, Mantle. But for all um, our viewers who don't know who that is, for who? Who? Mickey Mantle? No. Who is his teammate talking you're talking about? Oh, Chipper Jones. <laughs> I was gonna say his his brother from another mother, Chipper Jones. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Those two. Those two guys were disgusting. Oh, super. Um, Chipper was a beast. Oh, Chipper, Chipper was so good. Oh my gosh, it was. Um, he's he's a guy that I wish I was able to watch play in his prime. I only saw the latter half of his career. I didn't see him, uh, see him in his full palette. Man, I would. Looking back on clips of that man, that man was a stud. Oh yeah, and, oh, and he made gosh. you nervous every time he stepped to the plate. You didn't know what was going to happen, how many runs he was going to drive in. Uh, defensively, he was just a phenom. That Braves roster as a whole, though, was so good at that time period. The pitching, the defense, the the, the presence at the plate, they were just, to be honest, the Braves now remind me of the Braves back then. They kind of had it all. <laughs> and they were scary all the time. The, the Braves are are – they're – Okay, I know, I know this is a cardinal cast and everything. However, when it comes down to the Braves, they might be they they have to be World Series favorites. <laughs> they have to be. That team uh, is so young and so cheap that if you want to say that in the sense of over the next seven years, they are potentially have the. They have the ability to win the most World Series. I agree oh, 100%. With that yes. That, that statement I agree with. I don't know next year. I don't know. 
I still think they're in the running. They're going to be a top three, but there's a lot of really good competition out there next year too. There is, there is. I still think the Mets are a first round uh, knockout. Oh yeah, duh. they're going to Mets it away just like they always do. I know, I know. Or make it to the World Series and get gentlemen sp- uh, swept again, but it's neither here nice. or there. <laughs> um, uh, how about Bobby? Uh, not Bobby. Billy Wagner. He was a snub. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would categorize him as a snub. He was a great. He mean, yeah. I would have to say he got snubbed. Um, he no. still got a little bit more time though to get in, right? Um, 2010. So it's is not over for him. No, it's not over for him. So yeah, he's got plenty of time to get in. He got plenty. Of time. He should get yeah. in before the end. And then the biggest talk of all the snubs, Todd Helton, the closest yeah. one to making uh to get. He 100 percent got snubbed, without a question. Oh, yeah. I feel Especially like he should have been in. Being as close and as he was. Sa- Oh, yes, and um, even though even though towards the end of his career he had a little regression, which happens, that just happens with age. But when it comes down to his prime years, he was one of the best players out there. Oh, easily hands down, he was phenomenal. Again, great and defensive player, great at the plate. Uh, Exactly, exactly. And so that also brings up the question, is he bet, Is he more deserving than Scott Rowland, who was great defensively, great offensively, but Todd Hilton, when it came down to offensive numbers, was better. Hands down better. Yes. But he had the Coors effect. Don't, don't ever bring up the Coors effect. We've, we've debunked that. With two players already, Larry. Okay. Wait, no, three. Larry Walker, Jim. Uh, not Larry Walker, Matt Holiday, and Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado. We debunked that theory. This is the only the only one thing where it does have an effect is home runs, because the ball carries better there. If Scott Rowland would have been in Colorado, would Scott Rowland have hit more home runs? Right, give me one second. Uh, Scott Rowland has more He's home runs in his career than Todd Hilton. No, does he really? Three. Uh, oh, uh, um, he has three sixteen. Um, and, uh, oh, never mind. My mistake. I was looking at the wrong thing. Three sixty nine uh, for Hilton, and then three sixteen for Rowland. My fault. I was gonna say I didn't think so. I was, I was like, looking at the wrong stat. That's all right, man. I was I was just like. I thought I had that one right. <laughs> I'm not a stat-oriented guy, typically. That's why I was like, I think I know that one. But, um, no, I think Roland, well, I think if well, Roland would have been in Colorado, he probably would have had 400. Really? If he would have spent five years in Colorado? Yeah. I think he would have had 20 more home runs. Could have potentially had 20 more home runs a season. Uh, was he... Well, and then also Hilton was a uh, was a lefty with the uh, short right field too. Sure. Well, the shorter right field. <clears throat> Coors is one of the longest fields in baseball, but you can ease, you can bunt and hit a home run there. <laughs> Look at this. Um, I'm getting chided. I'm getting chided in the chat. 
<laughs> What's happening? Let's read these. Hang on. I haven't been looking at it. Arnado is the easy Hall of Fame unless he falls off a cliff here on out. I don't think Colorado effect will hurt him. I don't think so either. I don't think so either, Jim. Uh, and then I, I – okay, as much as I'd like to disagree with Shane – um, he does have a point. I do truthfully think that he would only top him by a couple home runs if he was in Colorado. Okay, let's let's meet in the middle. I'd say ten to twelve more home runs a season. Coors wouldn't give him thirty percent more. Fine, I, I, fine, fine. <laughs> I over exaggerated. What's his name? Sean. Uh, no, this is Shane. Shane, sorry, Shane. When you get into a debate with this man, he just goes on and on. Well, he can go on and on, and I can I can turn him off if I want to. So, <laughs> oh, don't, don't threaten him. <laughs> he will. <laughs> I said I can't. Uh, and I didn't say I was going to. I'm all about free speech. So, uh, well, <laughs> I'll meet you in the middle, Shane. I'll meet you in the middle. Ten to twelve more uh, runs a year. Like, um, and then. Um, Another, another uh, this is a, this is a hot topic. This is a hot topic. Um, Get ready. Get ready. But I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this first, though. Jeff Kent should have been in the Hall of Fame by now. And the, it, this was yeah, his final year on the ballot, and he's not even in the Hall of Fame. That's ridiculous. That's a snub. That's a real snub. Yep, I, I will say that a hundred percent. He should have been in it. Only got forty six point five percent of the votes. That's trash. They need to just put them in. Um, but this is my hot take. Alex Rodriguez deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Nope. Nope. Explain. He wasn't that good. He wasn't that good. He wasn't that good. One of the greatest shortstops of all time. Ozzy Smith was better. Not, defensively, yes. I'm not going to talk about defense. But, like... Alex Rodriguez's defense was is better than Derek Jeter's defense. <laughs> See now, Shane and I agree. <laughs> Shane, well, and I agree. Well, I, I, I don't. I okay. So that that's all I, I for me. I just didn't want to go there. <laughs> well, I only, I only say Alex Rodriguez mainly because his when you go based off of the numbers, obviously, I think. I, I don't like Barry Bonds at all. I can't stand him. The man was freaking good. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, when they when they are knowingly cheating, I, f- I feel you. But yet, when it comes down to looking at the pure statistics of baseball, man was a dog. Okay, fine. I, again, I have I have the solution for this. You put Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, A Rod, Piazza. Um, Jeff Bagwell. I'm missing, some other big, I'm missing some other big names, but you take them and you put them in the hall, and you make a specific portion of the hall, and you call it the steroid era. These are the guys who got in during the steroid era and saved baseball. Yes, and saved baseball because the steroid era, the home run chase, it saved and reignited baseball. I'm fine with that, but they have to have an asterisk next to their name. They were great players. Like Bonds didn't need to get jacked to make it no. to the Hall of Fame. He, had he was a the greatest player of all time. No, <laughs> if if no. he if he was clean, if he was if he was clean, he was the greatest baseball player ever. If he stayed clean, 
Him, him and Willie Mays would be on the same level. Willie Mays was way better. Stand Willie Mays is the greatest of all time. Wait, Mickey wait. Mantle can, we, was better. can we agree that Willie Mays is the greatest? Oh, yeah. Period. He, he's, no he's questions def- asked. I, I put him on my top three. Top three? He had better be number one. He's up there. Because here's hey, so here's my problem with saying number one overall in history. Because this kind of pitchers. Yeah, I'm not even talking pitchers. I'm talking baseball itself has had so many eras, and the game has transformed so much every 15 to 20 years. I would have to say he was probably the best of his decade or generation. Mm. Mm. That's me. That's just that's just the way I view it, and that is how I. This is how I can take all the different timings of baseball and we put guys together. I mean, that's the only really way, in my opinion, you can you can rectify the Hall of Fame. Because if you look at the statistics from the guys who were in in the 50s and 60s, they don't even compare to the guys that are getting in now. Because the game has changed so much. Pitching has changed so much. Hitting has changed so much. The way the game is played has changed so much. You can't say one guy all the time because the game is not staying stay consistent. It's not like basketball where the game has been the same basically the entire time with the exception of adding a three-point line. I know that's not apples to apples comparison, but you get where I'm going with that. I get it. I get it. I get it. But no, I mean, Stan, the man musical, in my opinion, is arguably the best player of all time. If you want to go that road. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Cardinal junkie till I die. Willie Mays is the Willie Mays is the greatest of all time. That's that's and my you, opinion. And you're entitled to your opinion. Yes, it can be wrong, but you're entitled to your opinion. Well, well, well. My 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 biggest hot take. Well, real quick, Josh spit a fact down there, saying you can't say Mick was better than Bonds because Mickey Mickey Mantle was always he was hurt way too often. You can't. Fine. He he was playing while sick, <laughs> and he was ne- and he hardly ever played at a hundred percent. But this is this well, is like one of my what's up. Josh and I will have this debate, I'm sure, on his podcast eventually. <laughs> he's a Giants guy, so he loves the Giants, so he's going to defend Bonds to the ends of the earth, anyways. Um, and we love Josh. Josh does caught in a pickle. Um, you're going to see him on the seventh inning stretch with uh, us regularly. So make sure you uh, go check Josh Lewis's Caught in the Pickle out. Um, super awesome show. It's a completely different kind of baseball show. Um, I encourage you. I implore you. I beg you. Go check out his show. You'll love it. It's something completely different that's going to open your mind to other aspects of how you view the game. Sorry, I had love to give it. you a shout love out. Love it. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, he deserves it. But as long as he knows that, make, uh, that Willie Mays is better than Bonds, we're good. But my – my hot my hot take is that Stan is not the greatest uh, Cardinal of all time. Okay, who would be the? All right, let's go here. Who's the greatest Cardinal of all time? Uh, you can read my mind. It's easy, Albert Pools. No. Yes. Yes. No. Facts. 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 No. Sorry. Yes. Pools is. Pools is the second best first baseman the Cardinals ever had. 
second best first baseman, obviously behind Stan the Man Musial. Yeah, yeah. But you also you're forgetting about Hornsby. Oh God! Don't listen! Don't listen to Logan. Sorry, I'm sorry. Logan's a joke too. So, but you're forgetting Lou Brock. You're forgetting Bob Gibson. I didn't forget any of Ozzy Smith. You're forgetting Willie McGee. Didn't forget. I mean, Albert's definitely up there. And if I had to put my All Star lineup together, Albert Pools would be my DH. Especially if there's a left-handed pitcher on the mound. But Stan the Man Musial starting for me at first base. If I got another position no. I could put Stan in, then I'm putting him there. But Nolan Arenado's on third. Ozzy oh, yeah. short. Um, Yachty's behind the plate. Yes. Um, center field, probably Jim Edmonds. Wait, don't you have... Oh, you son of a... <laughs> I mean, who would he be referencing? Uh, Albert? Albert was there for 60% of his career. <laughs> this And this, this is one of your buddies? Nice. He is lighting you up, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. He lights me up on a daily basis. Well, you know, we all have good friends. But, I guess 55% would be a good percentage. I'm doing math in my head right now. He was in St. Louis for a total of, what, 12 seasons, and he spent 21 seasons in the league? Or 11 seasons yeah. and 21 seasons? Yeah, so, yeah but, but that – but that, that first 10-year stretch is the greatest 10-year stretch of any player in history. Agreed. Agreed. You agree or but, don't agree? Okay. No, I agree. I agree. Completely agree with you on that. But he left for money. He should have stayed. If he would have spent his whole career in St. Louis, I would give you that he was the number one Cardinal of all time. But he left for money. He wanted to go chase bags, and he could have made that money in St. Louis – between endorsements, he would have gotten the big contracts. They would have paid him out like, um, oh, shoot, I make fun of it every year when the when the big payday comes around. Bobby Bonilla. He would have gotten a Bobby Bonilla contract Bobby Bonilla. and gotten $2 million a year until he was 70 years old. He could have gotten paid like that, and he chose to leave. That's on him. He would have had a statue in front of Bush Stadium. All right. He chose to leave. But I love Albert. Oh, he's still going to get a statue. No, I know. But, uh, I mean, look, okay. he's kind of agreeing with you now. He's showing you some love. <laughs> but he's still saying yeah, that like, was a lot older like, when he started. I know, I know, I know. I, yeah, the running joke in the fantasy chat is that um, that Pools was like 30-something when he got into the league. Well, that just makes what he just did last season even more special. Because that means he's like forty. Exactly. <laughs> well, the man, ne- the so, man, the man never, the man never uh, hit fifty home runs and still got seven hundred home runs. Do you know who didn't get seven hundred home runs? It's damn usual. Game wasn't about hitting home runs back then, buddy. Hey, hey, hey! I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just, I'm just spitting. I'm just free. You can spit I'm just, all you want. I'm just spitting. You can spit all you want. <laughs> but I'm up. But but then also also I'm talking about a guy that I idolized <laughs> when it came down to playing we, baseball. Yeah, and we kind of tell by your your beard that you try to look like him too, and you're just not quite pulling it off. Oh, shoot! <laughs> I'll shave my head next week. 
no, just gotta line the beard out a little bit better, man. He was very defined. His beard was always very crisp. Well, you still look good though. Man. I can't. No hate. You're I can't. I, I can't afford. I can't afford a haircut every week. <laughs> Neither can I. That's why I always wear a hat. <laughs> so, but um, but uh, hang on. Exactly my point. I've been saying hot Saturday at fifty. <laughs> <laughs> well okay all right so so the so the thing so the thing that shane likes to say is that he he was on the he was on the juice last season no he wasn't and he and he was given the waiver because he was going for 700 home runs wow <laughs> how old is this shane um i i don't want to be rude and get his age wrong okay is he older than me i don't know how old you are <laughs> I'm 34. You jack wagon. <laughs> I think he's older. All right, I, yeah, never mind. I'll be quiet. <laughs> he's all been right, around longer right. than I have. He's probably got that old man strength. <laughs> <laughs> this has just turned into uh, a roast session. Uh, but <laughs> um, it happens sometimes right. on this show. <laughs> um, when it when it comes down to. Um, the um the Cardinals as a whole, um obviously, okay, he's fifty two, <laughs> but it, when it comes when it comes down to the Cardinals as a whole, um, and obviously we still haven't we we aren't as active as other teams are. What is like one thing, like one or two positions that you think that we need to jump on for next free right. agency, which is going to be a heavy, well, not next free agency this year. I'm sorry, my fault. Well, if I am anybody in the Cardinals organization talking to Mosaic and DeWitt, I'm pulling them over here by their ears and going, you need to go find pitching and a solid outfielder. But pitching because you got two guys under contract starting next season in the starting rotation. One of them is a total nobody knows what he's going to be. Who? Wainwright? And No, under contract for next season. Oh, okay. Mats. Yeah. And Mats is in the contract for the year after that. And then uh, there's only one other guy who's – oh, Dakota Hudson. <sighs> Dakota Hudson's under contract for next year. That's our pitchers going into next season. So you need to go sign Monty, put him on a five-year, $80 million contract. You're going to have to go pick up one of these other free agent pitchers that's out there. I know you think they're not going to sign a Monty or Michaelis. Um, I think it's going to be one of the two, if not both. If Michaelis is going to be here, it's going to be on a team-friendly deal um, because of his age, because of his track record. Yes, last year he was a workhorse, and he pitched so well, and he, he couldn't get monster. any offensive backup. Dude, he was eating the minutes. Surprised he didn't get fat eating all the minutes. <laughs> but um, we need pitching. We, we need – if we're not going to go out and get an ace, we need to go pick up two number twos. Yes. So that, okay, we lose one game of the series to your ace, but we got two number twos to go against your number two and your number three, and then we got Monty, who's arguably a number two, so that number two goes against your number four, and, and that gives us an opportunity, but we badly need an ace. So we're not going to probably get one. So go get me two good number twos. I need one that's a power strikeout guy, and I need one the guy that's got nasty sick stuff uh, that induces ground balls. Well, the thing, the thing is, is like – the the thing is, we had that guy that didn't strike people out, but would get outs 
Jose Quintana. That man was a was a stud, and we just let him walk. Over. Yeah, and we just let him walk for like sixteen million dollars. It wasn't a year, but it's still it's our pitching. Our pitching has regressed because we still don't know how Jack Flaherty is going to be when he's healthy. He's one of the better pitchers in the league, one hundred percent. But he's never yeah. healthy. That's his thing. And then we also have Wainwright. Uncle Charlie's really good for the first half of the season, but we don't know how it is going to be next half. Like the like the first half of the season, the man looked like he was aging like fine wine. Oh yeah, he looked good. It was the, it was the last six weeks that really he kind of fell off. Exactly, he, he was even good in at the beginning of August. It was the last six weeks of the season where he took that pitch off the knee. He came out and apologized to the fan base and everybody, saying it was his fault. He missed it in film. He was trying to compensate for the knee, and he was throwing off his pitching motion, and that's what happened. He came out and said it. Right. So I appreciate Wayno coming out and taking responsibility for what he felt like and what a lot of fans like felt like. He let the team down. He was supposed to be that anchor guy that when shit hit the fan, he was there to make sure everything was solid. Uh, so I think you put him on a pitch count. Oh, yeah. And you put him yeah. on a pitch count the first half of the season. You don't let him throw more than 80, 90 pitches tops. And that's like every two weeks you let him throw maybe 90 pitches tops. Keep him between 75 and 80 the rest of the time. And then let's make sure he gets to September. <laughs> because if Uncle Charlie is working, even though his velocity tops are, what, 92, 93 tops right now, if that curveball is located and it's got the movement it's always had, he don't need to throw 99 miles an hour. He's about placement. He this is why his career has lasted so long, and he's gotten the Regmatics. record in the career that he's had. Yeah, he's adapted to time. He didn't. He knows he's going to lose to Father Time, but he's adapting to fight Father Time to prolong his career, and it's worked. Now he just needs to be smarter about his pitch count, and that's the right. competitive nature. And, and it's going to be hard to tame down. And um, to bring up a point that's in the in the chat because we haven't discussed this and I texted it to you and I was really pissed off. Yeah. Why did we not get uh, Pablo Lopez? Granted, the Twins lost that trade. They gave up a lot for Pablo Lopez, I feel like. But Pablo Lopez is still a really good pitcher. And I want to know what the Cardinals and I want to know what the Cardinals were uh, were countered when it came down to the deal. Was it Lars? Because I know that they don't want to get rid of Lars Newtbar, who's – I like Lars. Don't get me wrong. But is he is he good enough to, to be our long-term deal in our outfield? I mean, I don't know. We, we, we will see. He's been working out with see. Nolan all uh, all off season, and his bat uh, his bat speed has ramped up significantly um, this off season. I wonder if he's got and the special so, bottom in his bat. Right, right. the The tomahawk looking thing that doesn't Goldie have it, or is it? Yeah, Goldie. Goldie has it. Last yeah. Year. Yeah, and they had career years at the uh, at the plate last year. Even though MLB tried to say that this was Nolan Arenado's second year on a downward slide and placed him number five overall out of all third basemen in the league. 
Oh, that was a great conversation that we had. And I totally disagree with the top uh, being top five. We need to be top three. Um, he's 100%. Two. At worst. At worst, number two. At worst, number two. But you can easily have an argument for, well, not easily. You can have an argument for Ramirez, and you can also have an argument for Machado. I feel like it's only between those three. And then if you're really good at arguing, Austin Riley. If you're really <laughs> good at arguing. If you're good at arguing. Nobody's, again, nobody's that good at arguing. Sorry. <laughs> well, Austin Riley put up some nice numbers. Once. He's young. Once. Okay, okay. He's young. In two years, we can have that conversation, but he's done it once. I mean, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he's done it once. Um, but I wouldn't even but say the list... Rodriguez is up there again. It's Machado and Arenado. That's it. That's it. That's the only two guys to argue for the number one third baseman in the MLB right now. Not even. Okay. All right. Jose Ramirez is not an argument for being top top three. No, not I think top he's three, number th- top two. No, I think he's number three. Solid number three. So I don't it's think just between Nolan and Machado. Yep. Interesting. That, that's my personal opinion, and I'm entitled to one, even if you think it's wrong. <laughs> and I and I and I accept your personal opinion. <laughs> oh, no, I just I think those two guys are head and shoulders above every other third baseman in the league right now. Um, there's some youth that I think is gonna be very very good. Um, one guy who's on a really really bad team. It's really unfortunate for him at this stage. That's exact. Took words right out of my mouth. Kim Brian Hayes. Um, he, to my, my opinion, is number five. I mean, he's led the league the last three years in defensive runs save at third base. You said number five? Because he's so young. He hasn't quite developed the plate yet. So overall, as a third baseman, he's number five. Defensively, he's my third best. He's like, I got to stat check you real quick. Oh, yeah. Huh? You're checking me. You're checking me. No, I'm checking. No, I'm checking the list. I'm I'm checking the list. (laughs) I'm checking checking the list to to see what they to see um to see what they put down. Um, hang on. Oh no, that's that's not a good one because I'm trying to find it. I have it on my phone. Oh, you have it on your phone. Yeah, so pull out your phone. I don't know why I'm looking. You're not on your phone. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I don't. <laughs> I forgot I wasn't. Um, so all right. So, so, so they have. So this is this is this is the list. One Manny, and then Ramirez, Riley, Devers, Arnado, Bregman, Turner, Muncie, Diaz, and Lemayhew. I will say, Key Brian Hayes is in place of LeMahieu, 100%. Um, Andy, as I would say, my ex Muncy had a down year, so we'll see how he does this year. Justin Turner doesn't even, should be lower on the list, in my opinion. But to say Devers is better, offensively, I think Devers is one of the better third basemen. Granted, he's at a a hitter-friendly park all the time. But offensively, he's better than Mm -hmm. all of the third basemen. However... However, when it comes down to his defense, it's absolute dog crap. Garbage. Garbage. It is not good. It is not good. So, and, and, 
And to be a third baseman, what is required of third baseman? What do they call the third base position? The hot, the hot corner. corner. The hot corner. So if you can't play defense or you're not great defensively, you cannot even be in the top five. Boom. It's like catchers. Like, I don't care if my catcher hits 200. If he's fantastic behind the plate and calls a great game and can gun damn near anybody down in a second, I don't care if he hits 200. He's only on base once out of every 10 at bats. I don't care. So you like Andrew Kisner? Andrew Kisner can't throw damn near anybody out of second base. He's, I think he's a better. He's him and Contreras are on the same level defensively. I hope Contreras is better. Or I'm gonna have a real rough season. <laughs> this is why I could deal with. I I could tolerate Yachty's lack of offense the last five years, is because he could still gun down anybody, um, or almost anybody. You know, he obviously declined a little bit, but at third base has to be able to hit. They have to, but not not just be able to hit, but they have to be able to play defense. They have to have great lateral movement. They have to have a great arm to get the ball across the field. This is why I don't. I, I've lost confidence in the MLB Network to put together top ten lists. Well, I want I want to I want to hear your take on. I'm very curious to hear your take when it comes down to uh, Jose Ramirez and why he should be in the conversation for top two. I just don't think he's there yet. I, I, in three or four years, I think he's there. I think he's in that argument. I just don't. I, I, I think when you're that young, you're not that established. You haven't been through enough adversity. Um, he hasn't done a paid enough time. I mean, it's not like – I'm trying to think of somebody I can compare this to because I, 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 once you guys know me, you'll, know, you'll understand this. I don't overhype young players. I need to see he's three, 30. four, five years ago. Is he really that old? Yeah. I Jose Ramirez that, is in his prime. Well, I thought right he now. was like 26. I thought he was no. like 26. No, he's in his prime. He's in his well, he's in his uh uh fine wine stage. Well, don't I feel like a fool? See, I follow my cardinals closer than anything else. I don't pay attention to everybody else. I listen to names, I check stats, but I <laughs> didn't know he was that old. Didn't know he was but, that old. We're not talking but about the we same can, kid who won the batting game. We're talking about that's, about that's Julio sleeping, Rodriguez. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Jose Jose Ramirez is the third baseman for the Guardians. Yeah, Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah. had the right guy. I was just like, hold on, that's not the same person. No. Um, but but we but we can agree that uh, no one's better. But I feel like it's a close battle. Yeah, I get. It. Yeah, it's close, but I mean it's. See, he just called me on it. Yeah, I was mixing up guys. <laughs> I was mixing up guys, man. I didn't have this in my pregame notes. I have not done my research on this conversation. I apologize. This is a seventh inning stretch conversation, not a Cardinals conversation. And, and I and I apologize. I, I apologize. It just went left when we started talking about Hall of Fame people, and then I was like, then then it just went away, and I apologize for that. Um, I am not prepared uh, for this, so I look bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let, let, um, no, no, no. We were no. talking it's about two different guys. Um, let's 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 go let's go back to the Cardinals real quick. I'm curious. <laughs> do you think Goldie will be able to uh, repeat what he did last season? I hope so. I hope so. Um, I think he can. Do I think he'll do it the way he did last season, where he was basically hot except for the first two weeks and the last four weeks of the season? I don't know. Um, that's a lot to ask of a guy who's what 36. 
Give me 36 yeah. this year. Or 35. So. 35. 35, okay. I knew he was a little bit older than me. Um, I mean, I'm hoping for him. I'm pulling for him. I hope he does. I hope that him and Arnado are running neck and neck for the MVP of conversation again, you know? Um, I want to see both guys get gold gloves. Um, so I'm hoping so. I'm really hoping that since he's going to the WBC, he's horrible at the WBC and he gets hot yes. and he comes back to the team. Um, since he has that problem every year, he's cold the first me, couple weeks. Me, of me and my dad, we always say Goldschmidt is not good the first half of the season. And then the second half of the season, he's the best baseball player in baseball. Like the man, the man usually is right, right. Well, well, like, well, like the thing that I think he'll do better is is in home runs. He only had, he had thirty five. I feel like he'll get close to forty this year. Oh man, I'd be happy if he hits thirty. Really, thirty with hundred. Uh, if he hits if he hits thirty home runs and has one hundred and ten RBIs, I'm good. I can't ask for much more than that. Because I want Nolan Arenado to have 40 this year with 125 RBIs. Well, <laughs> that well th- that was uh, solidify him as a MVP, and he's also going to get a Gold Glove. We already know that, but uh, <laughs> the, make it platinum glove, silver slugger, the whole nine yards. I'll take. Yeah, yeah they they're going to rename the the award after him. <laughs> he's going to break Brian Robinson's record. The so. Arenado. The Arenado is what they call it. <laughs> um, I can only hope for that, though, man. I mean, if Goldie comes out and has a season like he did last year and Arenado plays defense like he did last year, for the most part, I mean, he had, what, two really bad games all season long, which happens. <sighs> Tommy Edmond continues to play defense the way he does. Hits hundred, has 100 hits throughout the season. Uh, Donovan plays the way he did last year and until he should be focusing strictly on second base. He should be better. I mean, our infield should be solid. I mean, that's four well, gold glovers. Defensively, gold defensively, we defensively were the best defensive team in uh, baseball in the infield, a hundred percent, without a question. Oh, yeah. There's no team Their anywhere near us. Goes. Yeah. Well, unless we get Tyler O'Neill healthy and he plays the way that he can, and we know that he you can have an outfield. Let's have this conversation. Which Tyler O'Neill is the real Tyler O'Neill? Was two years ago. Are you talking about like two years ago when he became basically God playing baseball? Yeah. Yeah. And is that nobody... the real Tyler O'Neill or was that a one off? <sighs> I'm. I I believe that he he he's a little bit less than that. Okay. A little bit What's less than how dominant that man was. Like I don't think he can repeat that year because he every time he was up to bat he hit a home run, got a double, got a triple and then was making immaculate plays over in left field. Like I can see I can I can see him reverting back to his outfield form. A hundred percent. I think that oh, he yeah. can play the outfield again at that highest level that he did. That's the real Tyler in the outfield. Last year he was riddled with injuries because the man keeps doing squats because he's a beefcake. But 
Um, His daddy was Mr. Olympia for Canada. I, I, I mean, he could just how he's built. The man, the man's built, and offensively, that's a great question. I don't, I don't think that's the real Tyler. I think the real Tyler's two eighty five. With that's good. I was gonna say two eighty. With like thirty one home runs, maybe less. I'd say a little bit under a uh, hundred. See, I was going to say 280, 30 home runs, 80 RBIs, 20 stolen. That's why, that's what I, if I can get that out of him, I'm having camper. Oh, he does not steal bases as much as he should with being the fastest man in baseball. Yeah. But I want 20 stolen bases out of him because he's freaking quick. Yes, he is fast. Um, Fastest, fastest in baseball, which is crazy to me. But is, is he the fastest? Well, they like they did, they the did like statistically. They did the next gen statistic thing on him. Um, that was that was two years uh, two years ago. I have to check last year's number, but two years ago he was the fastest, and the next fastest was Trey Turner. I didn't think he was faster than Turner ever. That 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 was two years ago. That was two years ago. Uh, I think well, last year he I'll give it last year last year he wasn't fully healthy because of his hamstring because he again he needs a, he he needs to cut weight dang it he's he has too much muscle too much he needs to do more stretches yes but he just he's gonna he's gonna pop a blood vessel <laughs> but um but no I. I think I think the real Tyler is like 285, about 90, 90 RBIs, 28 home runs. Okay, fair enough. Um, so here, here's my next question. I want to do this real quick with you. Um, who's our starting center fielder? Okay, do you think O'Neal starts in left field to start the season? Left field, yes. Okay, who's your starting center fielder? Carlson. Okay, you think he wins the starting spot? Yes. What do you need him to do this season to start and to maintain center field the entire year? Um, hit significantly better than he did last year. Um, Give me a number. Yeah, <laughs> let me let me let me let me pull up this stuff real quick. Hang on. I need a two sixty five batting average. I need an OPS of 820. I need an OPS plus of 115. I need 70 RBIs, 10 stolen bases, and I need him to develop in the outfield and become a not a gold glove winner, but in the gold glove conversation. That's what I need for it to not to not trade him away. I know it's asking a lot, but that's what I need. So I think I think he'll be Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't disagree. I don't disagree with everything else. The OPS is pretty pretty high standard. I'd say. What eight twenty? I'd say like seven seventy. Okay, how about we meet in the middle of eight? 
let's say 100 then. I, I, I can I see need, that. I need vast improvement. No, 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 no. I see that, and I 100% agree. Um, and that is a good point. He is he he isn't as durable as he as we would like him to be. Um, but when it comes down to batting average, I think he's he needs to hit like. Dang, lead average is seven forty, OPS. Yeah, we didn't that high last year. Huh? It wasn't that high. I think it was higher the year before. Seriously, damn. All right. Well, um, batting average. I need him to hit. Uh, I need him to hit two two sixty five. Better than his two thirty six that he had. Um, okay. I need. I need over. 17 home runs. So you um, like people with odd numbers. I just pick nice even numbers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 10 plus stolen bases. Okay. Um, need about need about 70 plus RBIs. Okay. And then so you and uh, I are fairly close it, on the requirements this year. Exactly. I, I I'm a little bit nicer when it comes down to his OPS though. <laughs> A little bit. Because what about OPS plus? What do you want from not OPS plus? I like that number better personally. Hundreds average. Last year, last year he was a hundred. Average. I need better. I need a lot better than average. Are you thinking like one ten? I said one fifteen. OPS plus, right? I could I could see one one ten one fifteen. Okay. See, Lo, if Logan was watching right now, he'd be jumping over the mood that we're talking advanced analytics. <laughs> We'd be talking what? Advanced an- analytics. Oh yeah, yeah. And, talking OPS, and OPS plus just gets him going. You want to talk war? No, war's a joke statistic. Oh, oh no. That war is why Arenado got ranked fifth. They based that list on war. I mean, oh, I mean, uh. war is a very important number, though. (laughs) There's two different kinds of war, though. You got the B war and you got the F war, or whatever it is, and depends on who's ranking and what war statistics they're using. That's why I don't like war. Right. Okay, I feel you. Logan won me over last year on this conversation because I used to like war, and then he explained it all to me, and I was like, you know what? You changed my mind. (laughs) And he doesn't do that very often. Um, So he got me on that one. Um, All right, so who's your right fielder? Who you want in right field? Lars. Okay, so you don't want Jordan Walker starting. To start off now. The more the more I was thinking about it, because I, at first I wanted Jordan Walker to start right out the gate. However, I would like I would like him to share with Lars, so him and Lars can have a little battle. I think it's only fair. So I'd rather him battle Carlson or O'Neill. 
I would not mind the bat. Well, Lars can easily play center field. And I like Lars a lot. So do I. I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of his and we almost traded off di- like we like it seems it seems evident that the Cardinals do not want to trade Lars Newbar, but they're interested in trading Dylan Carlson who we could have got Juan Soto for. In a way. <laughs> and um yeah. There could be there could be a you you changed my mind with that one. I don't think that he'll be competing with Tyler O'Neill. I think he'll be competing more with Dylan Carlson. Because everybody because they we, believe Ty. Go sorry. No 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 no. no, no you sorry. go ahead. You sure? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you. We good. got that you're little good. delay going on. I was just gonna say, <clears throat> I think they believe, and I don't believe this, but I think the Cardinals organization believes that Tyler O'Neill can play center. Because he, he was a gold glover and left. I'm not saying he can't. That's a lot of ground to cover. He has hamstring issues. Uh, Bush is a big outfield. And he, like we've already talked about, he's just so big and he's jacked, man. He runs that wall once in center field because he loses track. He gone. Uh, <laughs> I mean, There's going to be a hole inside the wall. <laughs> It's, it's going to be, be like, like a Looney Tune. Yeah, where it's like <laughs> he's just stuck like the that. Coyote runs through it. Yep. <laughs> Wiley the Coyote versus Roadrunner. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't want him in center field just because I'm worried about him getting hurt. He'll he'll pull a Bader. Um, you know, Bader always got hurt diving for balls or making these um, exaggerated catches that he didn't have to necessarily have to lay out for and he'd roll over the ball and crack a rib or something. I can see that happening to O'Neal. Um, but I think they I think they want the matchup for him to be in left field, move Tyler O'Neill to right, move no, Lou, Lars Newbar to center, and get Dylan Carlson's butt out. Um, but I think they fear trading Dylan Carlson. Um, if Dylan would – concentrate on one side of the plate i think his hitting would get better which would then help his defense because he wouldn't worry about both so much carlson definitely has the ability to play center field but he's still young he's still developing and i think he's got too much going on in his head where he's trying to do too many things at once focus on too many things at once that he's not accelerating and um developing as quickly as we would like if he would just focus on batting right or batting left preferably right i mean i'd like him to bat left better but he bats on the right side of the plate, um, then he could just focus on defense and, and developing and getting to a gold, gold glove caliber in center field. I think it's possible. Right. Does he have the mental capacity to do so is my concern. But also, but also, just like what you mentioned earlier, his job is on the line because we have a guy by the name of Jordan Walker who's the n- top five prospects in all of baseball coming into 2023. I think that his last inning was third, um, but um, I think the newest one has him at but, fourth. What does? I think the newest ranking has him at fourth. That's still a really good ranking. <laughs> I, oh yeah, like, no, I, I was just I was just letting you know. I didn't know if you saw it or not. Oh no, I did. I did not see that. I just saw. I just know that he's top five, and oh, yeah. he's always he's always been in the top twenty ever since he's came into. Uh, to the minor league system, and he rakes. 
Um, but also, but also since it's not his primary position out in the outfield, how do you think he'll do? Um, so I think they know because his primary position is third base, and well, third base is going to be occupied. He'll never play five to seven years, um, unless. Yep. And so here's we had this conversation last year. Here's how this works out. Goldschmidt moves to DH. Arenado third or to first. Walker goes to third. The other option was Arenado goes to DH or Goldschmidt goes to DH. Walker learns to play first because he's athletic enough and he's big enough. And Arenado stays at third. And I just killed Jordan. You don't like that at all, either one of those? <laughs> Absolutely not. What? No. I'm no, talking I'm no, not talking this no. year. I'm talking like next year or the year after when Goldschmidt's getting a little bit older and he's not he doesn't move as well. I'm not talking like a right now scenario, I'm talking about in a couple years. If if Walker's not working out in the outfield and he's just it's not working out there, that's the way you move it around. Think about hmm. it, let it marinate. Let it marinate. Yeah, but we're you moving back to me to later Nolan. episode on that. But we're moving Nolan from third. We're arguably going to go down in history as one of the greatest defensive third basemen of all time. We're moving okay, him. I gave to you two first. scenarios. I gave you two scenarios. Fine, put Jordan Walker at first. That one sounds better. And, and yes, when agreed. Starts he's staying older, at third until he's broken. Exactly, and then when that happens, you move Jordan Walker over to third. Yeah, okay. and move Arnado to first. I'm just saying you, that's your switch around, Rui. There. Just let it marinate for like a week or two, and then think about it and go. You know what? I, I see where you're going with that, but not not a this year scenario. I'm talking about long term. I'm thinking long term. Okay, because because I I agree with that statement. He's Arnado's going nowhere until. He can't move. <laughs> or until his legs are broken, as Shane said. Yeah, exactly. Again, I hate agreeing with this man. He Absolutely can't points. stand it, but I agree with him. Yeah, but when you, but when you, but, uh, say you agree with him, you're inflating his ego. <laughs> That's all right. Nobody ever agrees with me, so when they do, it inflates my ego too. Hey, I just said you had a good uh, good argument earlier with the large I know, I appreciate the, uh, Jordan Walker thing. I'm I'm looking up I'm looking up um uh Jordan uh Jordan Walker's defensive numbers uh to see if I can find them. Good luck. I mean they don't they don't do the best job of posting and keeping that stuff available to us they as don't. well unless you know where to look. Um and it's not on the major websites like stuff. So uh, in 2022, he was playing uh, third base um, a little bit, and he had 18 errors. Mm. Granted, you can't really judge defensive stats based off of errors, depending on the level of difficulty that that play is. Same with Nolan. Nolan will have an error from a diving play, and he's trying to throw the ball off his belly to get the guy out at first. And that counts as an error if the ball goes haywire. You, or we'll like, have two it, errors I, in the same inning. <laughs> what's that? Or we'll have two errors in the same inning. 
every once in a right. while on a blue moon where the wheels just come off. Right, and and then I'll I'll say that happens. Um, but at third base, he had eighteen errors. Center field zero, and then right field he had one. So outfield wise, he's looking he pretty decent. But he spent the majority of the year in third base. Right. I think. Right. I don't think he was in the outfield no, the he last did. couple months You're of the right. season. He played 604 innings at uh, third and a little bit over that combined in other areas when they were moving him around. Okay, so he's still, still even in that comparison, he was still better in the outfield than he was in the infield. I mean, I've heard yeah. talk they're going to try to transition and turn him into an outfielder. So, oh yeah, yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna make the he's gonna make the starting day roster. It just depends they've if he's gonna start or not. It. Yeah, they've said it without saying it, but they've also said that if he's gonna be on the opening day roster. He's gonna get playing time. He's gonna get a considerable amount of playing time, whether that's mm. two games a series or one game a series. Um, and he's gonna be. Rotating in a DH, whether or not Gorman or whoever that may be, I don't know. But what I am hearing out of St. Louis broadcasts and the St. Louis talk is that if Walker makes the roster out of spring training, he will get considerable playing time. And here's the best part about it. He will have the most playing time out of any Cardinals minor leaguer rookie in spring training. He will have the most opportunity in spring training to play, to see a show what he's got. And if he can hack in spring training, he will make the opening roster. Because it's like it's like this is a weird way of saying it. They want to see if he does fail. Yeah, basically, to see if he needs they to have another year. Because 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 like, like with Mason Wynn, I do not want them to rush that man. Because we are desperate for a shortstop. He's not ready, and he can't be in the league for another two, two, three years. We got time on him. He can still cook. He's like a bun in the oven. Right, right, but 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 they're but but they're talking so high about this man, I, and He's it just worries me that they're gonna rush him. I thought he was ranked in the top one hundred. Like he was like I mean, in the high nineties, but did he fall out because they switches they switch his position? I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check the stat real quick. So, go ahead. Because he was Talk a relief pitcher. Well, he plays both, um, and that's the best part. He could be the next. Uh, oh, the oh, they still, oh, they still use him as pitcher. I haven't heard that they're going to stop yet. They just want him to work on development as an infielder. I mean, but I mean, if you were a pitcher once, you can always pitch. Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> oh, he got drafted as a shortstop, though. Um, Alec Burleson, yes. He's still in the mix. However. Jordan Walker he... has been moved down to sixth best player in the prospects. By the way. Again. Again, as long as you're, as long as you're in, like, the top 25, it does not matter what ranking you're at, personally. For me, you can be ranked. However, when it comes on a prospect list, personally, 
But Alec Burleson is is really good. However, his competition is quite high. Um, and then when he did come into play, he just he didn't look a hundred percent ready quite yet. However, give it some time. There's a lot of upside with Burleson. We'll see about that. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Burleson. I think he's, he, good. he's I think a good he's trade, a trade piece. Trade though. piece. <laughs> okay, Mason Wynn is ranked 51st. I, I stand corrected. Somebody told me he dropped out of the 100, and I believed him, and I shouldn't have. <sighs> no, See, no, there's a note to everybody crazy. out there. Always check your stats for yourself. Because <sighs> Burleson's ranked 88th. Mason. Mason, Mason Wynn. Um, I like Libby. They just pitchers pitchers deserve like a year to develop. And Most last year was his first do. year. He just he needs it. So yeah, so MLB has it has made some win just as a shortstop now. They've taken off the uh, pitcher tag, but even in their summary about him. They say uh, Wynn's arm is the most wow-worthy tool. He had a hunt, 10 throws measured 95-plus by StatCast <laughs> in Low A Southeast in 2021. Damn. He famously unleashed a 100.5-mile-per-hour throw in the 2022 All-Star Futures game. That set a StatCast record. Um, as if that wasn't enough. Defensively, the 5-foot-11 infielder is a plus runner who shows ample range at a premium position. He used those wheels to steal 32 bags in 2021, and he could be a 25 steal threat in, in the majors due to his aggression and efficiency on the base path. There you go. They say his bat is the biggest problem. Yes, and that's why he's not ready. His bat, his his stats hitting-wise is just – it's not bad. It's just not good enough. He bats like 250, 260, maybe less than that. Which which does not translate well to the MLB. It doesn't. <laughs> does not. Okay, so we've talked about a lot of the players, and, and we've talked about some prospects. But there's some big news that I forgot to even mention to you in our, pre-game, or our pre-show t- discussions. And this is a discussion – that has to be had. It may be the biggest discussion of the offseason for the St. Louis Cardinals, bigger than Wilson Contreras. What do you think about Chip Carey being the new play-by-play guy? I mean, I mean, he he brings a lot more energy than Dan does. From 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 what I've been like, his home runs, his home run calls, freaking awesome. Are good. He's he screams uh, into Dan's the mic. I think Dan's home road calls are fantastic, but that's probably because he was calling my favorite players, you know, the Albert Pujols calls, the Yadier Molina calls, you know, all, all the big ones, the Arenado call. I mean, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be honest with you. When I first heard the news, I was a little upset. Why? Because his dad is a cub? Because his grandpa. Because his oh, granddad. Grandpa. Yeah. was a Well, he was us first, and then he ended up 
sleeping with somebody's wife or something, and they ran him out of town and he went to Chicago and he was always a drink. He's just hurt. Hey, everybody. How are you just, doing? I wasn't. I, it's the Will, yeah. I mean, Harry Carey was the Will great. Ferrell. It's uh, Harry, uh, Harry Carey's a legend. Yeah, absolutely. Same with same, absolutely. Same, same with Jack. Same with Jack Buck. It's too bad his son is a little bland sometimes. See, he is, but Joe cannot be his father, and he knows how good his father was. He has to be his own guy, and he has to come into his own. And unfortunately for him, even at the age he's at, he still hasn't found his own niche to make his own name. He'll always be Jack Buck's son. Um. But that's why he'll never come home and he'll never call Cardinals games. He knows he can't live in that shadow. The dude is great in St. Louis. He's great for the community. He's a good play caller. But I like I like Harry Carey, Jim. Sorry, continue. (laughs) Sorry. Jim and Jim, if I can like pool holes, you can like Harry. No, that's not true. Um, You can like Harry. Harry was funny, but he was he was a drunk. He was a drunk. So is so is Dan. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I love Dan. Um no, I just I thought it was I thought it was crazy, man. And I didn't know his dad called for the Braves. Um so I don't know. I mean I'm I'm okay with it. I listened to a couple of his calls. He sounds like he'll do a good job. But I mean we'll see what happens. I mean, we listened to Dan for twenty years. I mean, no, you can't blame me right. for being a little hesitant. Um, I was really no, 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 and I get guy from the Mariners. Oh, the young dude. Yeah, he's from St. Louis. Now, the good thing I do like about Chip is he's from St. Louis. Um, he was a St. Louis high school graduate. Grew grew up out in outside of St. Louis in the burbs. I mean, he's got St. Louis ties, so he should be good. Right? So he's a fan. Huh? So he was a Cardinal fan growing. That would be my assumption, unless he was a, Cub, a Cubs fan because of his granddaddy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Cubs. <laughs> I, I, I... <laughs> oh, shoot. It's time for the seventh inning stretch. <laughs> Take me out. <laughs> It was those Sorry. glasses, man. It was the glasses. <laughs> the glasses killed me, man. But they were they were his look. It was his <laughs> so again, again, he's a legend. Even though he's a cub, the man he's was a legend. legend. The man was a legend. I agree. I know. I well, you don't like cub players. You don't like anything associated with the Cubs, but that one you have to agree on. You have to. I, I can agree with you that he's legend still not like him. Fair. Fair. Like, Boss like, was a great player. I don't like him. I like, don't Sosa's like him either. probably the only legend. Cub I like. Yeah. Like, what? I like Sosa. Out of all the, out of all the Cubs, out of all the Cubs, you like Sosa. I like Sosa. I like Mark Grace. Um, oh gosh! Oh no! You just said Mark Grace. You didn't like Mark Grace? Oh no, no, no! Jim's gonna say something about Mark Grace. This is this is man crush. But anyway, continue. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> I said I liked him. I didn't no, say you love. Lo- 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's another Cub I liked, um, Jeff Samarja. Oh, everybody liked Jeff. That guy, could, well, like that guy was a tight end for Notre Dame. Oh, he was a tight end or wide receiver? Wide receiver. Ah. Uh. He was my boy. He was my boy. Shout out to Jeff. Um, should have been a Cardinal. Should have played football instead and then went and played baseball afterwards. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, so there he are wanted, a few he did, he, want, he wanted his brain still, so I totally get it. <laughs> yeah, because he, he you, you know, he was the guy who went across the middle and took the hit and held on to the ball. Yeah. I love Jeff. I love Jeff Smarter. He was awesome. Took me forever to learn how to say his name as a kid, too. But he was great. Um, I like Carlos Zimbrano. Golly. <laughs> that, that man was such <laughs> a hothead. And I love it. Dude, he was a nut. He was an absolute <laughs> nut. Um, I thought Kerry Wood was good. I thought Mark Pryor was good. Did I like him? No, but they were both good. Um, trying to think if there's any other Cubs I actually thought were good that I liked. There's not a lot out there, so you're fine. You no, to, there's you not. I, like, I think covered it all. They, they thought Lou shows, Brock wasn't good. They, 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 thought, they thought Lou Brock wasn't good and traded us. They traded to him. Thanks, Chicago. They traded us to him. <laughs> Worst trade in franchise history for the amazing. Dude, oh, that's absolutely. another statement. But, uh, like, well, <laughs> we nothing, though. About... But, uh, man, I got nothing else for this, this episode. I, uh, we're going to come back in a couple weeks. Because um, in a couple weeks, pitchers and catchers report, right? Or that's yes, right sir. after Valentine's Day. In about Day. 20 days. So we'll, we'll probably come back the week before uh, pitchers and catchers uh, report. But, Jordan, do you have anything else you want to talk about tonight? Uh, nothing, nothing else, no. We're all good. All right. This show went a lot longer We've than been... I thought it was going to be. That's why I looked at the clock and I was like, mm, we got to wrap it up. So, uh, yeah. you know, I hope everybody has a great week. Uh, we appreciate you guys following. Appreciate you all coming to the comment section, uh, giving us some extra feedback and something to talk about, bringing you guys in. We love making you guys part of the show. Um, go ahead and hit YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, like, follow, subscribe for the BSN. We want to thank all of our sponsors, Bet Us. If you haven't checked out Bet Us, get out there, go sign on. Um, you know what? Let me give you guys the code or the what do you call it? Is it a code? Is it a code to let them know that we sent you on uh, and you guys heard about them from us? Let me get that up real quick because I failed miserably today. Um, it's Go cards. Go cards, bet, Dad. It's bet us. Yeah, right. It's Is that your dad? Yeah. <laughs> What's up, yeah. Pop? How are you doing today, man? Thanks for tuning in and listening <laughs> to the show. And it's just time for me to do the ads. Um, go to bet us dash variety underscore sports variety or yeah, variety underscore sports underscore. That's the code at bet us. Um, check out in the clutch for any apparel you might need. You get ten percent off anything from in the clutch. Code is just variety sports in all caps. Um, Row one brand. Row one brand was our first big sponsor. Got to give them some love. Uh, our code for them is SP15. It's still our original code from when we started. When we were just a podcast. Um, that's 15% off anything in the art gallery. They also got a new deal on watches. So go check out their watches. I think you get 20% off on those. 
Um, I haven't gotten an updated code on that. With the uh, bet us code, by the way, you get 125% bonus on your bets. Um, so make sure you check the details. Bet responsibly, everybody. I don't want anybody losing money they can't afford to lose. So only gamble what you can afford to lose. And then always, um, we want to give a thank you to SeatGeek. Code there is VSN, 20%, $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. So we want to thank all of our sponsors for helping us do this and keep the show going. And most importantly, we want to thank our fans and our followers for coming on board and checking out the show and hanging out with us just to listen to us talk and then comment on the screen and get on. And, um, you know, like I said, like, subscribe, follow, tell your friends about us. After seventh inning stretch, we're actually going to have a show, supposed to have a show tomorrow night. So make sure you check Twitter, Facebook for that. Um, we're going to have some guests on. Jordan may be with us. He might not be with us. I don't know. Josh Lewis may be with us. Darren might be with us from talking the gridiron. Logan's supposed to be on with us. If y'all have watched the show in the past, y'all remember Logan, my old compadre. Um, so if you can join us tomorrow night, keep your eyes on the social media. We're supposed to be having a show. We're trying to confirm some stuff up. We got some special guests. Uh, we'll have a seventh inning stretch episode after tomorrow night. We probably won't have one for seven to ten days. We'll have birds at Bush probably in two weeks. Um, hopefully there's some big news we can share. Jordan, if uh, you got anything you want to plug, you want to plug your new show that's coming out? Absolutely. So um, we're uh, me, me and two other guys are starting a, a podcast called the Inglorious Batters Podcast. Uh, our social media is at under uh, at batters underscore podcast. Uh, that's our Twitter and our Instagram. And so um, what we're going to be focusing more on on that is the fantasy baseball aspect, but then also going to be tackling a lot of uh, baseball as a whole. And then hopefully to have some uh, amazing guests join us um, and trying to get um, um, hopefully, hopefully see see what we are able to get when it comes down to pe- uh, having people um, join the show. But our debut is February 24th. And so we would love to see all you guys out. Uh, <laughs> see you guys all uh, out there. Yeah, and yes, even you, Jim. But uh, I, yeah. I could be a guest, right? Oh, anybody could be a guest. We'll see. We'll oh, see anybody now? So it's not special well, our, anybody. Uh, <laughs> well, well, well. I had to be. I had to be very light with the specials, depending on what kind of special is there. Um, but we also, but we also have somebody that uh, will be discussing more so on the lines of the betting aspect of baseball and how to bet efficiently and smart. Um, and then we have a very analytic guy, and then you have me. That's it. Okay, so you're just the <laughs> face, I guess. Um, so yes, yes, I'm the beautiful. Be I'm the, I'm the pretty guy in the group, in the group, of course. So um, you're definitely going to be explaining to people how to use bet us on a regular basis and be responsible uh, doing so. Absolutely, absolutely. Good man, good man. Well, I think this wraps it up for us tonight. Again, thanks, everybody, for coming on and joining us. Thanks for all the comments in the comments section. Uh, until next time, you guys take it easy. I hope you all have a blessed weekend and a blessed rest of your week. Remember, work is work. You do that to make money. Um, home life's most important. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, this is Brandon, CEO of the Variety Sports Network. I just want to say a quick thank you for watching one of the shows here on the Variety Sports Network with tons of other shows and content 
that's available all over the place. Right here at the Variety Sports Network. From Variety Sports Network to to VSN Collegiate to VSN Football with more to come soon. Um, So stay on the lookout for those because they're coming. They're coming very soon. But, again, thank you for watching. Head over to our website, www.varietysportsnet.com. You can find all of this stuff right there. Or do it a simple way. Head over to Variety Sports Variety Sports Network YouTube channel, and you can find everything right there as well, all the shows, stuff like that. Um, And we hope to catch you soon. Thanks again for watching in. What's up? Oh, look at you. Oh, wait, we're still live.